Welcome back to Around the World Sports. My name is Aaron Shellen. Today, I am joined by CBS2 Chicago sports anchor, Matt Zahn. Matt and I will dissect the 2020-2021 Chicago Bears. I get his thoughts on Mitch, Ryan, and Matt, what went well, and what the future holds for the Monsters of the Midway. If you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, you'll notice a distinct lack of editing in this episode. Um, I've been real sick for the last week and just haven't had the energy to do it, to be honest with you. Uh, I feel a little bit better today, so I wanted to get this out and posted. So unfortunately, you're stuck with my ugly mug for the next 40 minutes or so. Sorry about that, and I appreciate you hanging out anyway. Enjoy. And I am joined now by Matt Zahn. Matt, thanks for taking some time to talk bears with me today. No problem, uh Great time to talk Bears. The offseason is better than during the actual games, usually. Yeah, no doubt. So <laughs> so let's 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 jump right in and let's obviously let's talk about the elephant in the room. So um, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace getting another year. What's your reaction to that? Um, I guess, you know, about midseason when they started struggling, uh, my take was always unless things completely spiraled out of control, I thought Matt Nagy would be back. But I thought that Pace's job was at best tenuous. And then the way, you know, the way they end with the Packers and then going on the playoffs and they're sort of in the same spot, exact spot they were the year before. I thought pace might be done, but then, and then you forget who's in charge over there and, and you listen to them talk and you remember, okay, yeah, we probably should have known pace and Nagy would both be back. I, I mean, I guess they're, they're linked in, in some way, right? I mean, I, th- I think there was a lot of talk about how it, one can't go without the other. If, if Nagy went, but Pace was still around, Pace is sort of a lame duck, so are you going to let him pick the next head coach? If Pace goes, is he going to want Nagy around, you know, as, as his head coach if there's a new GM in there? So, you know, it, it, they were always, at least in my opinion, they were always sort of linked to each other in, in, in that respect. Well, I guess my thought was that was the option was to, you know, perhaps fire Pace, bring in a new GM, and give him sort of the option with Nagy maybe give him a one-year run, sort of like they did with John Fox and Ryan Pace originally, because when they brought in Pace, they didn't fire Fox right away. Um, so I thought that move made more sense. It's, I guess I, I'm giving Nagy a little more benefit of the doubt than I am Pace at this point, maybe partially just because uh, Pace has been here so much longer without results, and Nagy, you know, probably partially his own fault, just hasn't had much of a quarterback to work with. I don't, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to fully blame him. And we'll get into Mitch and the quarterback situation mm-hmm. here in in a bit, as you can imagine. But but I, the I, I would say the single biggest complaint I saw from Bears fans over the last you know last week week and a half is that is that this signals that the McCaskies aren't interested necessarily in in winning. What do you say to the Bears fans who believe that? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I mean, if obviously they've fired coaches and GMs before with the same regime. I'm not saying that 
they're good at it, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't think they're not interested in winning. I, I think it, I'm not sure they know how to hire the right people to win. And, and part of the problem is I know, you know, they both, they like both Nagy and Pace. They're likable guys. And this wasn't a total disaster. So you can sort of see in their eyes where they think maybe let's give them, you know, another shot at this. Whereas most Bears fans are like, you know, look at the bigger picture where, you know, no playoff wins the last decade, this isn't working. But as long as you have McCaskey and Ted Phillips up there, I, I don't know how you expect it to change. Do you think that, that not, I guess, pulling the plug now, does that delay sort of an inevitable rebuild? Or do you think that they think they're not that far off? That's a great question. I would love to know like what they legitimately think. Um, when you watch them, you, 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 it seems like they're, they're not that close right now. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, the last two years, they haven't looked like a team that's a player or two away from competing for a Super Bowl. Um, you know, obviously, as you mentioned, we're going to talk about the quarterback later, but it always starts with the quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback in this league, there usually isn't too much you can do. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think they want to go full rebuild at this point. No, nor can they really with the, the salaries they currently have. There's almost no way they can go straight into a rebuild. So maybe it's it's the type of thing where they're you know it's it's let's hold on as as long as we can with with what we have because I mean, they're paying Khalil Mack a ton of money they're right. paying Fuller a ton of money uh, Robert, Robert Quinn's Quinn. getting paid yeah. a ton of money so they have a lot of money invested in in a handful of positions and you know as you know in the NFL we were talking about this before before we started recording I mean all sorts of things can go sideways if you just start cutting people to try to okay. to try to save money you're talking dead money against the cap. Yeah paying people that aren't pay- playing for you anymore. So you're right. A full rebuild would be, would be hard with, with what they're paying some of these pieces right now, not to mention the lack of draft capital, you yeah. know, that, that they're continuing to deal well, with. So, and then going down that road, my worry would be with a, they won't call him a lame duck GM, but you know, obviously he basically is in the other weird thing is they wouldn't tell us even how long he signed for, which is just odd. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, What's to stop him from making more win now moves? I mean, that's I, that's obviously going to be his motivation. I mean, I know he said his press conference that he's always in the best interest of the Bears, blah blah blah. But yeah, he, he part of him at least is going to be looking out for his own job. And who knows how long he has his job if he doesn't win this year? Can they draft a quarterback somehow high and then go into just like a semi tanking kind of year and then these two are back again? Like, what is, I I would love to know what their plan is with that. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, they. Everybody is coaching for their own, you know, their own safety or their own protection or whatever, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, what's to keep them from drafting, you know, another, you know, defensive lineman or something to to strengthen the defense versus going after what everybody in the world knows or almost everybody in the world knows (laughs) that they need, which which is a quarterback, because where the Bears are drafting they're gonna have to, they're gonna have to give up additional draft capital to move up into the draft to get one of those top two or three QBs coming out of the draft, and I don't know that they have the 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 capital to do that when you look at you know teams like the Jets Other, or the Dolphins right. and things like that. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think they have what it takes to get up to to get the real guys that you want. Right? Um, you know, maybe move up a few spots, but you know, Pace has always shown that he loves to trade those 
future picks and picks late in the draft. He loves moving up, um, which, you know, it has hurt them in some situations. Like last two years, they didn't have a first round pick. He got Khalil Mack, but, you know, you missed out on a first round pick the last two years. Yep. So I guess let's let's talk a little bit about what the product on the field, uh, I guess. So so what, in your opinion, and, and this list may be really short, but in your opinion, what went well this year? <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> Let me think about <laughs> yeah, that a little I'll bit. Give you a little bit of time um, to consider that. Or let me put it a different way. Was was there anybody <laughs> that's, you know, again, I yeah, right. this Sorry, easy on you. This is hard to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, was there, were there, were there any players offensively or defensively that stood out to you from either a, we expected them to be good and they were great, or maybe we weren't expecting much out of them and they surprised you? There you go. That's, yeah. All right. We can go that okay, way. Right. <laughs> um, it, I, uh, I think offensive line, certainly, um, once they got sort of figured out, that was a, a pleasant surprise, especially a guy like Sam Mustafer coming out of nowhere. Looks like he could be a super cheap starting center for the next couple of years. Um, Darnell Mooney, obviously wide receiver, the rookie, you know, who knows what to expect out of him. He had a great year. Um, Alan Robinson was great, hopefully. Not for the last time with the Bears. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, defensively, a lot of you know a lot of disappointments. I think on that side, they didn't perform. I don't think as well as most people maybe thought they would. Um, but uh, Gibson, uh, Tayshawn Gibson Senior came in and played. Did a good job. He did maybe a little more than I'd expect. Um, but nobody really go. You know, playing over what you would expect on the defensive side as much as you would hope. Yeah, and you look at someone like like Kyle Fuller had just a, a fantastic year a year ago, um, paid big money, and I wouldn't say he he was he wasn't right. bad yeah, this year by fine. any means, but for twenty million dollars, you right. expect elite, you know, all pro quality um, quality play. You know, one of the issues with the Bears, and, and I had talked to you about this through Twitter and stuff during the season, is is the defense. I, they looked good, but they just, they simply got worn down and they yeah. simply got worn down in, in, in just about every, and you could see it happening. And, you know, you could see it happening in the Packers game. I, I mentioned it to you during that game. You could just see <laughs> yeah, yeah. that the defense was starting to get tired and, and you just knew that, that the offense wasn't going to be able to produce enough and the defense was going to you know, when you're on the field for three quarters of the game, by the time, you know, the middle of the third, the fourth quarter rolls around, you just you don't have the energy. You don't have the steam that, that you had. So, um, no, I mean, this isn't the Bears defense of 2018. You know, everybody's two years older, um, you know, two years more. Two years in the NFL is a long time. That's a lot of hits to be taking. So, um, yeah, the offense is is definitely going to have to pick it up to, to you know, to help the defense out a little bit. Um Oh, they do that? That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, right. And that actually leads me into that first question. So yeah. let's let's talk about Mitch. So yeah. I I thought I thought at times he looked pretty good. Um I was one of those people who thought it was a just a terrible idea to to go to Nick Foles. Um I was oh. vocal in that. I you know, I'm you know I'm not a Bears fan. Um right. but I thought that Mitch the upside of Mitch was gave the Bears a greater chance of 
a higher scoring output than what you were getting out of, out of Nick Foles at this point. So I never thought it was a good idea to go away from Mitch in the first place. But I guess my question is, is it the system or is this who he is, an athletic quarterback who makes poor decisions? Yeah, I, I mean, well, first of all, Van Nagy hasn't shown his system to be that great. So maybe it's the system a little bit, but I, it, a lot of it seems like it has to be Mitch. Um, you know, he just doesn't seem to be able to get to that high level of reading defenses, reacting, going through his progressions quickly. If you give him just one or two reads, get him on the move, get him on the run, He's a pretty good quarterback at that, but you need more out of that position. And I, I don't – maybe he gets to a decent level someday, but it doesn't – I mean, they've given him enough shot at this point, I think, even if you don't think Matt Nagy's system's great. Um, Mitch hasn't shown me anything that says he's great. And that actually, I guess, leads me into the next question. So is he back next year? I don't think so. Um, just from the way they talked about him at the season and a press conference um, – the fact that Nick Foles probably is back, um, just based on the way, the contract, um, and maybe you know, I, person does Mitch want to be back? Would he? I mean, if I'm him, maybe I want a fresh start too. Yeah. Um, that's know, that's, a probably, great, that's a great that's a great point actually, Matt. Yeah. You, know, you don't think about that. It's it's not just what the team wants. I mean, right. yeah, he's just like, taken a beating here for three years, you know, so or four years. Does he want to come back for that, or does right. he just want to start someplace else? I mean, it, it seems to me like a fresh start is the best option for him at this point, unless somehow he thinks he can come in here and be the starter again. But that even if he get, that does that, it's it's been shown to not work, especially with especially with Matt Nagy back. And that, to me, signals probably the end of, of Mitch here. They're obviously, if that's the case, they're obviously not going to go into next season with just Nick Foles and, and Tyler and Bray, Tyler Bray <laughs> at, at the quarterback <laughs> yeah. position. Um, do you think, and we, we, we talked about this, you know, kind of protecting your own butt, as it were, if, if you're if you're, if you're Pace and Nagy, do they, do you think they make a move for a veteran QB? Someone like, you know, there's been talk about Matt Stafford, uh, in Detroit or, um, Matt Ryan, Atlanta, or even, you know, someone like Carson Wentz, who may also need a fresh start. Do they make a move for a veteran QB knowing their jobs are on the line? Or do you, do you think there's any shot that, that they make a move and, and try to go after, you know, fields or no, yes, yeah, I just don't think, or, yeah. Uh, I think those guys are all too high up in the draft where they're drafting to realistically um, go after them. But as far as, you know, better, the problem with the veteran is you either, like for Stafford, that's a guy you probably got to trade for. Um, and the Lions going to want to trade him in the division. So that to me seems unlikely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any of the other veterans, you're going to have to pay a decent amount of money to. And the Bears don't have a lot of cap room. So, <laughs> the problem the problem with this wanting to get a new quarterback is there isn't doesn't seem to be a great option for them to do it um I, I'm very curious to see how they handle this I mean from a financial standpoint it, it almost makes more sense for Mitch to be to be that guy you know he's right not, like a discount rate yeah yeah I mean he he's not going to cost a lot of money you know whether it's with the Bears or or somebody else someone is gonna sign him to a you know, one year make good, kind of like Cam Newton in New England. It might not be for, you know, the league minimum like Cam did, but 
uh, someone's going to pay Mitch to come in and, and be their quarterback next year. There are too many, too many openings for that not to happen. So from a financial standpoint, yeah. you're right. They're, they're stuck between <laughs> a rock and a hard place. They aren't going to yeah. be able to trade up for, right. for the top two or three quarterbacks. And, and do you really want to be dumping 40 million of your cap space into the quarterback right. position, which is right. what it's going to take to, you know, to pay Matt Stafford, to pay Matt Ryan, as well as Nick Foles, who is being paid over, I think he's is yeah. he 12, 13 million or something. Yeah. Like his contract, I think the way they structured it, it it's not enormous next year, I believe. Okay. Um, I think it, 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 it's in the, it's like 12 or 13, um, which isn't that much for you know, quarterbacks these days. Um, it would be a little pricey for a, a backup, but um, as we were talking about this, just popping ahead, how mad you know Bears fan, all Bears fans are about you know running it back with the same guys again, yeah, right. with Nagy and Pace. Could you imagine if we run it back with Nagy and Pace and Foles and Trubisky? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I like I said, I mean, I, I it's it's interesting watching this from the outside because we we all as 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 sports fans we're we're all sort of in our own little echo chamber right i mean i know you're a bucks fan you know i'm a i'm a boston sports fan <laughs> yeah. so when we talk to our own we yeah. you know we're in this echo chamber where where we're just we're shouting at each other the same thing so to be on the the outside of this and and watching it i i say to myself like i i don't see how I don't see how Mitch either. A, you get, we got a guest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Layla, I'm doing an interview right now. Okay. <laughs> that's all right. Um, She's done it to Sam Acho too. So. Oh really? Honored. Okay. Well, yeah. That's, <laughs> I, yeah I've, I've seen. I've seen. You've seen a ton of those over the yeah, last right. year with little kids poking their right. heads into, you know, mom and dad are working or whatever. But <laughs> right. yeah, you know, you just. I, I don't see from the outside. I don't see how, how they could. I don't want to say the word justify because the, the Bears don't have to justify anything to anybody. These are decisions that they're, they're making. Really shown that. <laughs> yeah, right. These are decisions they're making as an organization. But if they bring Mitch back with no backup plan other than Nick Foles, yeah, uh, it's going to be a real problem, I think, for Bears fans. Yeah, so I guess the only scenario where maybe that's not a total PR disaster is you bring those two back and then you somehow, you drafted somebody that – People think maybe could be something like like a Mac Jones mm-hmm. at twenty or somebody else in the second round maybe, but you know at that point you're reaching and that guy's probably not going to start right away anyways. But then we get back into like what are we doing future wise with this young quarterback we're trying to develop with a coach and GM we don't know will be here long term. So yeah, and that's yeah, I, I, it's funny Mac Jones has sort of become that. Yeah. guy that, that <laughs> every single team, including my Patriots, every yeah. single team is saying, well, if we can't get Lawrence or we can't get Fields or we can't get Trey Lance, then Mac Jones right. is the one we want. You know, So you're going to have a dozen different teams fighting over him, which means he'll probably go higher than he should, right. um, which has shown, generally speaking, when you reach for quarterbacks, it doesn't work out. So... Um, yeah, and even I, when you don't read, it's only 50-50. So. Right. You know, and, and so that actually brings me to uh, the other, uh, uh, I guess, quarterback situation. And that's that's um, Deshaun Watson in, in Houston. Every, uh, no, no, he will not be traded to the Bears. I, you know, I was, I was getting well, that, that's I think that as a Patriots fan, I, I understand that's not going to happen there either. And, 
you know, but everybody, everybody wants yeah. him, you know, I mean, the Bears, right. the Patriots, the Jets, you know, there's talk about him going to the Dolphins, you know, what would even a hypothetical deal look like? I mean, Ugh. I put out there Roquan and multiple first round picks. Does that even get Houston to answer the phone? I mean, I don't know because it's it's crazy. <laughs> like it's hard to like put together this, you know, in a real world scenario, what trade because it, it doesn't make sense to trade Deshaun Watson. I mean, basically they're the first team to be like teams aren't as bad as Houston when they have that good of a quarterback. It just doesn't happen. Right. That's how bad they are. But like you well, how you don't you trade Deshaun Watson, you can't get back anything in return. It just there's no it doesn't matter what you send them. I mean, I guess Five first-round picks, sure. I think you can only trade four into the future. Yeah, after the whole Dallas yeah. Herschel Walker yeah. trading every draft pick, and I mean, which to me is that enough? I, I I don't know. I guess so, but it's it's the whole point of this. What have we been talking about this whole time? Right. <laughs> Trying to find a quarterback. They have their quarterback. Go figure everything else out. Don't trade your receivers for terrible old running backs. Yeah. No. I mean, that's. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I've tried to come up with hypotheticals that would work for both the Bears and the Patriots, and every single time I end up saying to myself, this is the stereotypical, you know, quarter for, you know, three dimes. You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense for Houston to trade him. He's signed to a contract. NFL contracts are are, are not guaranteed, you know, I mean, but, you know, he signed long-term. The best thing Houston can do at this point is name Eric Bieniemy their head coach, which is what Watson wanted in the first place, right. and try to fix it. it right. It, I, I just don't. It, just trading him just doesn't make any sense. Um, and since Bill O'Brien isn't there anymore, maybe they'll make a little more sense now. The start um, making some better decisions <laughs> yeah, when it comes. To I did, yeah, I just trading, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, there's th- things that I couldn't imagine before it happened. I couldn't imagine Tony Larusa was going to be the White Sox manager. That happened, Oof. but I just I I can't believe I, I just I don't see any way they trade him. It just seems ridiculous because also whatever team you trade him to is probably going to be pretty good because they have Deshaun Watson. Right. So even if you get a bunch of first round picks, they're all late first round picks. Right. You know, which is why you take a team like the Jets or the Dolphins. And if he's going to be moved, he's going to be moved to one of those two teams Maybe. where there's an immediate top two, top three pick where they can, right. where right. they can, they can at least mitigate some of that damage from trading Deshaun Watson because they have a top two, top three pick. If they're trading with the bears, they're talking a couple of picks in right. the teens, which value wise, you know, again, we were talking before before uh, we we went live here about how the the draft cap is confusing. Have you ever tried looking <laughs> no, at the uh, the draft like trade what chart each, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah what each yeah. position <laughs> yeah. is is worth? Yeah, like, I have no idea. <laughs> but apparently, you know, the number three pick is worth like three times as much as the number fourteen pick or something. So it just you said you you hit the nail on the head when you said you have your quarterback. Figure everything else out. Right. You know, figure I, unless unless he's trading unless you're trading him to maybe get the Trevor Lawrence pick, you know, and and a bunch of other stuff. Because even then, you don't know. Your hope is someday. Oh gosh, maybe Trevor Lawrence can be as good as Deshaun Watson. <laughs> right. That's that's what you're banking on. You're banking <laughs> yeah. that the person you're taking is going to be as good as the person you already have. Which, as you know, as high you know quarterback draft picks have right. gone over the last 20, 30 years, that's it's kind of a crapshoot. Right. And the only reason he is angry is because you've been so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah. you have the quarterback figure it out from there. Um, another person that you mentioned uh, a little while ago that I want to touch on is is Allen Robinson. If it, 
if you were Allen Robinson, do, do you even take the Bears phone call this offseason? Well, I mean, part of the problem is you might – I guess you don't have to. They can just franchise tag you, and that, that's part of the problem with the position he's in. So they can basically force him to come back if they want to. Um, but uh, I was talking with Krista, executive producer at CBS, too. It almost feels like, why would Allen Robinson want to come back? It's sort of like a Mitch thing. Like, mm-hmm. maybe if it – like, doesn't he want to get out of here at this point? Um, he said no – like, he, I, if I'm Allen Robinson, I want to go play for a, a good quarterback for once in my career. Right. <laughs> You know, it's, it's been from Bortles and yeah, a little Foles like and Bortles, Mitch. Yeah. 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 You just, you almost feel like this year it's either going to get better for the Bears or it's going to fall apart completely. You know, at some point, those players on the defensive side of the ball are going to get tired carrying the offense. And what happens if Akeem Hicks says, I'm done, you know, or Khalil Mack says, this isn't what I, what I signed up for, you know, I want out, you know, what happens if you take your pick, you know, so this, this upcoming season is going to be a real interesting one for the Bears because they have to be successful. They don't have to win it all. They don't have to go to the Super Bowl, but there needs to be. There Something needs, trending upward. Yeah, and it, <laughs> needs, there hasn't and, been. and it needs to be noticeable. Like you can't yeah. like a nine and seven, you know, wild card playoff exit. That's not going to cut it. You know, there there needs to be. You know, and 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 I, you know, I, I've never understood. I guess because I've been on the the other side of things as a Patriots fan. The the Bears fascination with the Packers. The Bears' fascination with having to beat the Packers. I've always felt you don't you don't build your team to try to beat one particular team, and and you, you've had we've had. I mean, Lovey came in and said I, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of if we only win two games a year and against and it's against the Packers, you know, I, I like to me that's never made any sense. So, but there needs to be improvement. There needs to be. Um, there needs to be growth. There needs to be a, a ten and six, eleven and five, competing for that that conference ti- or that division title, rather than just sneaking in or or staying stagnant. Yeah, I mean, it sure looks to me and a lot of people that the twenty eighteen season was more of the outlier, and this is kind of what they are. I mean, if your defense isn't going to be amazingly good, the way this offense has performed, um, and I hate to keep banging the same drum, but like it just it. For this team, it always comes back to the quarterback. Yeah, you know there there are the offense has got some weapons. You know, yeah, I mean Allen Robinson is is one of the best wide receivers in football. David Montgomery uh, showed some explosiveness uh, throughout the season. He was kind of inconsistent, but there was there was enough there for you to say he can be our our one, and Tariq Cohen can be our our one B, and we've got our you know kind of our one two in in the backfield. Um, they've got some decent depth at wide receiver. If, if Komet can show that, you know, he's, if he can take those steps in the off season, they've got those steps. You mentioned the offensive line played relatively well. It, 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 I mean, we could just call this the, you know, the bears QB hour, but it's, it's going to come down <laughs> to, to, to that QB play. And, and I, I think you can get away with average play at quarterback in the NFL, or at least the bears can get away with average play, right. average quarterback play with their defense, the way it's playing. 
Right, yeah. Average quarterback play, to me, it seems like, is very unlikely to get you a Super Bowl. It just doesn't happen very often. Um, Nick Cole's miracle, notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> that, that looks more and more unbelievable as yeah, we right. go on, doesn't it? Um, yes, it does. But- <laughs> trust me. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, maybe that's part of the reason I thought he would. I, you know, you mentioned sort of backtrack, you mentioned about how you didn't like the Foles move. I actually thought it was an okay move. I, I thought, you know, he had enough. It was at least worth looking at something else because what Mitch had done, you know, wasn't good enough. But he clearly, I think they should have pulled the plug on that early because he clearly couldn't, I mean, he couldn't move at all. Well, the worst part about it is that if he didn't get hurt, he would have been the quarterback through the end of the year. Yeah, probably, yeah. And, yeah, and I think so too. And they don't yeah. even, and they don't even. well, I guess, I mean, that brings up a whole other thing. If, if Foles doesn't get hurt, he plays through the end of the season. Do the Bears go on that winning streak at the end of the season or do they finish 6-10? and 10? You know, and if they finish 6-10, and 10, right. Nagy and Pace aren't here. Yeah, right. And it's hard to say, too, because Bulls basically had to play all the good teams, and then Mitch came in when they played the, the crappy teams again. Yeah. Uh, and then you saw what he did against good teams, you know, against Packers and the Saints in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe they don't make the playoffs. So maybe that's funny. That is a good scenario, though. But if Bulls leads them to 6 and 10, gets everybody fired, maybe. So Mitch kind of ruined things again. Yeah, right. There you go, Mitch. Th- thanks, All Mitch. Mitch's fault. Mitch's fault. <laughs> you, you know, the, the, there was. I think all sports fans, you know, we part of being a sports fan is is the highs and the lows and being extreme on both ends, you know. So you had that the beginning of the season, the five and one start, and everyone was, you know, Bears Super Bowl, and and then you had the the crushing lows when they lost five in a row, and then Mitch comes back, and I, I what I saw in those last few games of the season was a Bears offense that was afraid to let Mitch do anything. So it was a never-ending series of checkdowns and dump-offs. And when they finally played a decent defense, it got exposed. Uh, well, Nagy's really never seemed to trust Mitch. And, you know, maybe he's correct in there because Mitch has shown when you, when you trust him too much, he tends to make that big mistake. Um, yeah, it's just it's so hard to pinpoint, like, who's more at fault in that, in that relationship, isn't it? it you know, because, like... When Matt Nagy stepped away from calling the plays, it seemed to get better, but also that was against worse defenses, and they still weren't, you know, they're playing to Mitch's strengths, but his strengths were, you know, rollouts and short, quick passes. Um, Of course, the funny thing is, if uh, Javon Williams makes that catch in the playoffs, maybe we're having a slightly different conversation. Different conversation, conversation, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Well, that's, yeah, I mean, and that, that, I guess, leads me into another question. Um, Is there a scenario that, that well, I guess I ask this as as a two part question. So, what would as as what would you consider a successful Bears season in twenty twenty one? Wow, so hard to say, not knowing what they're going to have back. Um, you know, if they go because if they, if they go super young at quarterback, let's say, then what? How, how do we even? You know, what's a successful season? He should this young quarterback shows prove this looks like the real deal. That would be the most successful Bears season in a while, I would say. Um, <laughs> Uh, if they bring in a veteran, you know, I, there's got to be improvement. I think I think they have to get to the nine ten win range. I guess that's what we're talking about. It, it, it's hard to say, and it's funny. Um, that was sort of the question we all wanted out of George McCaskey and Ted Phillips, and they wouldn't really give us. You know, they just keep, keep talking about Matt Nagy and uh, and Ryan Pace growing, but they wouldn't tell us what they need to show. Like they need to show improvement to what? Right. Yeah. There's no there's no magic number. Yeah, and I guess that 
I, as a reporter, I can't imagine that you thought you were going to get that answer. I mean, right. being vague about it like that allows them the flexibility to say, well, we saw growth in the areas that we wanted to see growth in. It doesn't matter that we, you know, won seven games this year and we won eight last year. Yeah, I think my biggest problems with that, number one was, I think a lot of Bears fans probably had this, was that there was just no seeming anger. It was almost like, well, yeah, of course we brought these guys back. You know, right. they're, they're doing their job. Like they, I, if, you know, if George McCaskey really cared, you'd think he'd be really angry about what happened this season, but they seem to be more happy that they stuck together after that six game losing streak. Right. Um, they're that they're the, happy that they're working <laughs> as a team. And, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It's, which is great, but you also need to win. Uh, I mean, well, Ted Phillips had the famous quote that I'm sure you heard that other than the quarterback and wins, everything's going great. Was it just it? Right. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and I guess I, it's the Bears kind of fall into that same bucket as the Cubs did for years and years and years and years. The Soldier Field's going to sell out whether the Bears win 11 games or the Bears win five. You know, so if I. I understand, you know, if, if I were the McCaskies and I'm yeah. making money hand over fist and I'm putting a, an average product out there and I can continue to get away with not spending big bucks and not, you know, breaking the bank for people, I, you know, it, it would be tempting to say, okay, you know, yeah, I mean, again, again, I, I think George, from what I've gathered, wants to win. I, I just, I'm, I don't think he knows how to do it. Um, and that's why you probably heard a lot of talk about sort of like a football czar type guy. And I mean, I don't know if that solves it because he made the good point, you know, at some point it has to stop. So then who's in charge of the football czar? George is still in charge no matter what. Right. Um, and, and he, he kept trying to say that Ted Phillips, the, the president of operations doesn't meddle in football, but he makes a decision, you know, he helps in the decision to keep pace or fire pace. So, you know, he has say in it. So I think that's part of the problem too. I just, it's been the same leadership for a long time and they haven't won much. Yeah. You know, there was a, a famous quote by Bill Parcells back in the day, you know, how can you let me cook dinner if you won't let me shop for the groceries, right. you know, and if, and if, if Phillips has his hands in stuff, um, I, part of me says, how can you, how can you put all of the blame on Nagy and Pace if Right. They're not the ones who are ultimately making these final decisions. And, and, and I, I, you know, I do believe that they, they maybe don't meddle in those day to day. I believe that part. Um, but they're the guys picking your guys to make the football decisions. And I think most of us don't think Ryan Bates has done a great job making those football decisions, yet they continue to let him do it. I mean, in hindsight, it's 2020, but at the time Ryan Pace was hired and at the time Matt Nagy was hired, People were saying these are good picks. I mean, Matt Nagy came from the the, the Andy Reid tree, which has been very very successful, uh, especially as of late, with the exception of of, of Matt Nagy. Um, but even Matt had a ton of success in his first season. Um, so you know, hindsight, it's very easy to say that these picks did these selections didn't work out. But at the time, people were saying that's a good choice. Right. Yeah. Well, with the pace one though, you. It's, pretty inexperienced guy to um and i agree letting him but they're still talking about him growing into the job <laughs> you know I, right. I think six years is, is enough at this point enough um, time to show some some improvement in some in some you know player right. development yeah or i mean i don't i don't i don't think anyone would say that the bears era was pointing up at this point 
No, no, absolutely not. So it, last question I have for you is, is, is there any scenario in which you see the Bears missing the playoffs next year and Nagy and Pace come back in 2022? I didn't think there was much of a scenario this year. Well, right. <laughs> I mean, this year's postseason press conference was exactly the same as last year. I, no, I, I can't imagine. Um, no, I don't. Right. Especially the way that they had to have seen the way everybody reacted to this. And much as maybe we could talk about them not caring about really what Bears fans think, they have to see this a little bit. If Pace and Nagy both fail again, there's they can't possibly both be back again. I'm, I'm going to have faith. That at that point, those two, the Bears miss the playoffs. There's no signs of things going in a good direction. They will not be back. What are the odds that they even make it through the season? You know, if the if they start one and four, I mean, did, are they do they even make it through the year? I know the Bears traditionally don't fire coaches mid year. Suppose I suppose getting rid of Pace mid year is fine. Doesn't really do anything. Do that much at that point. Um, yeah, I think it would really have to go poorly, especially after they brought them back. And what was one of the things they brought them back for? Oh, because they're so great at rallying them when things go bad. Uh, that's yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's what I'd want to be known for is, <laughs> right. as, 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 you know, I have the ability yeah. to, to rally people when Listen, things are going my horribly. My strongest <laughs> suit is when things are going horribly, I'm still okay. Yeah. I can handle it. I can handle things just going awfully. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, I guess that would be that would be that would be the Bears admitting that they made a mistake, and and I can't right. I can't see that happening unless there's outright revolt in the locker room. Um, yeah, or if somehow, which would probably never happen, if fans just stop showing up at games, especially next year. You know, I mean, yeah, I have a feeling stadium, well, stadiums across the country are going to be. Packed, you know, as soon as as soon as some of these uh, restrictions are lifted and people can go right. back in into stadiums, people want to go to games. So yeah, um, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> well that will that supersede if the Bears are like really doing poorly. Yeah. yeah, it's your first chance to go back to a game. It's like those games down in uh, uh, when they were down in in, in Champaign. You know, the, oh, the Bears right. weren't very good. You know, were you going to drive down to Champaign to watch a below average, you know, Bears team play at, you know, play play at the University of Illinois? You know, when it's five degrees and snowing <laughs> and there's 30 mile an hour winds, are you going to go want to go to Soldier Field to watch a, you know, three and 10 Bears team? Right. And then so, there, were, there were a lot of no shows at the end of the John Fox era. Yeah. Um, and that probably partially played into him not being back. So we'll see. I, again, I, if they both fail, I, there's no way to end. Money talks. I, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah. Well, right. Uh, and we're assuming that both of their contracts are up at least at the end of 2022, we would think. Right. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. that they're giving them, you know, three, four year contracts at oh, this point. Yeah. Barring days. a secret pace extension. Yeah. yeah. We think, we think so, so what do you have planned for uh, championship weekend this weekend? Are you oh, all? So what's going on? Is there a game? Football game? Yeah, there, there's a football game going on this weekend. Yeah. Are you? If those, I'm, more if are, what, I'm more interested in your reaction to it. My re- uh, honestly, <laughs> I, Cam Newton was a very, very easy player to root for. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to talk to him in your time covering, covering the Bears. Bit, yeah, I, I um, haven't personally interviewed, but I've, I've seen him enough. He's a really, really easy guy to root for. Um, accepts responsibility, takes ownership. Um, not that, you know, Brady never did that. I mean, Tom was right. always the first one to stand up there at the podium and say, you know, I need to be better. 
but Cam did that as well. And he isn't the same Cam Newton he was five years ago. And that was evident throughout the season. Um, You know, 20 years of success, I can handle one bad year. Uh, You know, I won't go as far as to say, you know, it's nice to watch the playoffs with no pressure as a fan. Mm. (laughs) I I won't go that far. It would would have been nice to continue to see the Patriots there. But uh, um, I can accept a bad year. You know, I if it extends much further, you know, I might I might take a step back and say, hey, Bill, it's it's time to, to let somebody else do it. But, you know, the Patriots had a lot of opt outs. This season uh, with COVID, they they lost their entire linebacking crew, either to free agency or or opt outs. Uh, Two of their defensive leaders, Hightower and Chung, both opted out. Uh, They had, I think, eight players total opt out of the season. So um, it was never it was never shaping up to be a good season for the Patriots unless Cam Newton was the Cam Newton of old. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and that just, you know, didn't didn't wasn't the case. So. Um, you know, we'll see what, what the Patriots choose to do in the off season. They're kind of in that same boat with the bears. They have like the 14th pick. All right. Um, what do you do? Right. So, you know, trading up to, you know, even get someone like Trey Lance, who's probably going to go in the top 10. Um, you know, I don't see that happening. Mac Jones is another person like we talked about, who's yep. kind of on the Patriots radar, but uh, I don't know. You know, I think it says something that, as bad as Cam was in some of those games, they never trusted Stidham to come in and play. Right. Yeah. And he seems like he's clearly not the answer. Yeah. You know, I think, I think his lack of play when Cam was really struggling spoke volumes. Um, if they thought he was the quarterback of the future, he would have presumably gotten some reps and something other than garbage time. Um, but they're in that same boat, figure out the quarterback position and then kind of everything else you know, from there we'll, okay. we'll fall into place. I mean, you know, they have the greatest head coach of all time. So. Right. Well, much more important than that. Are you rooting for Tommy this weekend? I'm not actually, <laughs> I believe it or not. I'm a Packers <laughs> fan this weekend. And, oh, and well. I don't, I'm not no ill will towards Tom Brady. I mean, he brought new England six Super Bowl championships. He went to the Super Bowl nine times. Um, it just, it sucks to see him in a Tampa Bay uniform. <laughs> um, I don't I mean, I get that watching Brett at the, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, sure. far, yeah, yeah. With the Vikings, with the Vikings. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's worse. Cause it's a division yeah. rival. I mean, <laughs> imagine watching, you know, as a Patriots fan, watching Brady finish up his career with the jets or, you know, yeah. it just, it, it just sucks to see him in another Jersey and, and Gronk, I, he's just a he's a big meathead dude. You know I mean? I don't <laughs> like, I, I don't know. There's something about Gronk that, that when he's not playing for your team, <laughs> it's obnoxious rather than endearing. Right. Um, but as far as Brady goes, yeah, I, I I'm rooting for the Packers. I'd like to see, uh, you know, Rogers get that shot. I'd love to see, I'd like to see a Rogers Mahomes Super yeah. Bowl. But I'm rooting for the Bills and the Packers. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as you know, growing up in Wisconsin as a Packers fan. Um, I would love Rogers to get another Super Bowl shot, just so you don't hear that anymore. You know, like mm-hmm. such a terrible knock against him. He's it's only hard, been to one Super. Bowl. It's hard to believe that this is his first home NFC. I know, right? Well, that's game. part of it too. Yeah, they've never been quite good enough to host. He's always had to do it, even when they went in the Super Bowl. It was that whole time they were on the road. Yeah, um, I mean, he's. I mean, top 
three quarter top three top five quarterback of all time and he's never played an NFC championship game at home I was I was shocked when I heard that right yeah and, and you know and you can go back to all the same excuses for him too they've never had a very they haven't had a very good defense most of the time I mean all this playoff losses leaving all this playoff losses they scored at least 30 points and still lost which is crazy um yeah so you know obviously I, 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 I like Aaron Rodgers so I'm gonna defend him but I you know right. he <laughs> I don't think it, it. I would just like to get it, like him to get that second Super Bowl, so people can't say that about him anymore. But backing away from the Packer fan part of me, just as a football fan, mm-hmm. it's a pretty exciting NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. Rodgers versus Brady to go to the Super Bowl. That I mean, that's pretty fun. <laughs> You're using your expert analysis. Who do you? Uh, what do you think this Super? Bowl, who who do you think the final? What the Super Bowl looks? Well, like? I mean, obviously the Chiefs one matters so much. Um, if Mahomes is there. Uh, yeah, I think I, although you know they, they have shown to be beatable, I, I still think the Chiefs get it done if they have Mahomes. But I, that's a, that's probably a really good game. Um, the, the NFC game, the one thing that worries me is, of course, that the, the Bucks just blasted the Packers earlier this year. So is there something to that, or was it just one of those games? Um, if it was just one of those games, I, I like the Packers a little bit better, especially since uh, they can get the running game going. Um, that seems to be the one big advantage. The Bucks defense is a little bit better, but I don't think the Bucks D is special. Like yeah. shut Aaron Rod- Rodgers down special. I mean, they just played the Rams and they were fun. Well, pretty no, fun. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody's shutting Devontae Adams down. I mean, right, exactly. you, you could put three guys on him and you'd still find a way to get to, to get yeah. open. Yeah, it's that that game is 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 really interesting because you're right. The Bucks handed it to the Packers earlier this season, but if you just look at the playoff games, um, you know the Saints have a good defense, but Brady wasn't anything special on on Sunday. Oh. He was he was good enough to win. He, he he he. They were able to take advantage of the Saint mistakes. The Packers were a machine on yeah. uh, last Saturday. I mean, they look they just they just look like the better team. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's gonna you know mean anything. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, it feels like their offense is clicking enough where. They could win a Super Bowl almost just with that at this point. If the defense yeah. can just do a little bit, um, it seems like Rodgers and Lafleur have you know finally got you know it takes a little while. New yeah. coach, new quarterback. They they have it figured out and they, they seem to be clicking. Yeah, for sure. You know, and then you've got the whole warm weather going to, and then that doesn't affect Brady. I mean, he spent twenty years. Well, he's old. old. As you know, old guys don't oh, like man. Gold. Those bo- our bones start to creak, man, when this weather drops below thirty. But 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 this is, I mean. Tampa Bay, you know, Southern right. Florida going to Green right. Bay in the middle of January to play a football game. I, you know, my money is is as good as Brady is and as much experience as he has in this weather. I don't know how many of the other players are really ready for how cold it potentially can get <laughs> right. in, right. in northern Wisconsin in the middle yeah. of January. Yeah, I think so, it's, it's only going to be 20. So not we, 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 I'd take it colder for that one, but. Yeah, that should be cold enough to bother Southern Florida kids. You would you would hope so as a Packers fan. So yeah, my yeah. I'm I'm going Chiefs and Packers. My 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 heart says Packers and Bills. I just you know I, as a Patriots fan, I I can't I can't hate Bills fans. Bills fans are actually great. I don't know if you've yeah. seen some yeah, of the stories. The, yep, yep, they donated sure. one hundred and fifty thousand yep. dollars to Lamar Jackson's charity uh, yep. after the game last week. So the Bills fans, you know, with the whole you know smashing through tables on fire, and <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'll root for the Bills. So Bills yeah. and Packers is is kind of yeah. what, what I'm going the, for. I mean, ideally, both the games should be good. I mean, they're good matchups, so should be fun. Should be fun, and uh, 
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, Matt, I, thanks for your time. I know. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. That was fun. That was CBS 2's Matt Zahn. You can find this along with audio versions of all of my other interviews everywhere podcasts are found. Also, make sure you keep an eye out next Monday at 7 p.m. Central on Facebook Live where the guys over at Primetime Sports, Luke and Eric, will give you their take on, on the Bears uh, as portions of this interview will be shown there as well. If you have any comments or suggestions for future shows, I can be reached at uh, via email at AaronIMSLombard at gmail.com, on Twitter at SportsGuyAaron, or on YouTube and Facebook at Around the World Sports. Thanks for watching and listening, and we'll talk soon. Be seeing you. Bye-bye. Till next time. And that's the way it is. Take care of yourself. Good night and good luck.